0: Welcome to Wobblies and Wizards. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian. And today, my guest is Todd Liebeck of Third Kingdom Games. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing well, yourself?
0: Um, It's been a week. It's been a week. <laughs> Dealing with teenagers, so...
1: Yeah, I feel you.
0: Can be stressful. <laughs> I had to miss game, too, this week, so... uh, Yeah. You speaking of games, you got something on Kickstarter. Well, we're recording, it's not out, but it should be by the time this comes out, correct?
1: Yeah, it's uh, it starts on April 4th and runs for 28 days. It is uh, the Lake of Abominations Hex Crawl. It's a follow up to I ran a Kickstarter last summer, the Basilisk Hills Hex Crawl, and this is a follow up to that set in the same world nearby. And it's it's going to be another sort of location based setting that can be used for hex crawling.
0: I, I, I love that kind of stuff. That's the kind of stuff I eat up. Is is the basilisk kills one available right now? Any place that we can pick up and take a look at?
1: Yeah, it's available on uh, drive through. You can search just by business name, Third Kingdom Games on Drive-Thru. And it's also available on my own web store, which is at thirdkingdomgames.com. And there's uh, both places have a sample PDF just to kind of show you what it's like.
0: Excellent. I'll definitely have to check those out. And you do also run a blog as well.
1: Yeah, the blog is part of the website. It's something that I started doing both to try to, uh, I wanted to get into the habit of blogging. Mm-hmm. And I also, you know, a little with a little bit of self-interest because it brings readers onto my website where I sell things. There's a couple features I run on the blog. Uh, every Monday I do an OSR uh, news roundup. That has sort of evolved beyond the OSR, and I'm trying to capture both indie and OSR games, especially those from marginalized communities who may not have the, uh, the sort of press or outreach that more established publishers do. Um, I'm also you know, aiming it at a certain progressive audience, so I do sort of curate it for publishers that aren't known harassers or you know homophobic or something like that. It is a bit of a curated list. Pretty much anything's going to be curated.
0: Yeah oh yeah, definitely. I mean, at a point like uh, I think a lot of us kind of do that type of curation as you say like, like there is an intent. Uh, there's certain things that I try to avoid and not give yeah. a voice to. And, and even at a point where I there's, uh, I find them perhaps antagonistic against my beliefs. I don't like to even bring them up in a negative light because I don't want to give them that kind of publicity. So yeah, I, I get that, <laughs> I appreciate that.
1: And then every Thursday I do a, a feature called Meet the Publisher, where I, uh, it's a text interview. I, I uh, basically contact a, a publisher and ask them you know, three or four questions. And again, I'm, I'm deliberately trying to reach outside of my comfort zone, but also sort of my social circle. And, Mm -hmm. you know, deliberately trying to interview people, you know, women, people of color, you know, those, those people that may not be getting that much uh, publicity. So, uh, you know, Evelyn Moreau, who's an illustrator, was one. Amanda P., who's a relatively new publisher who I believe was on your show a month or so ago. She was one of the first people I did. I I interviewed. She's pretty cool. You know, I I think it has the benefit of exposing a lot of people in what can be a fairly insular community to sort of what's going on in the wider world of gaming, especially Like I had not really been aware of all the content that's coming out on itch three or four years ago, I I established an itch store at about the same time I did drive through and i sort of let it, it it just kind of just sat there. I I didn't do anything with it. And then all of a sudden I started hearing about all these people putting their games out on itch and sort of what the zine month that happened in February was when like it really started exploding. And there's a lot of really creative, really cool stuff going on. Not many people know about just because sort of drive through is the main sales platform. And also itch I find is it's kind of hard to navigate.
0: Yeah, I, 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 there's a lot of cool stuff coming out on there, but that's I think it was one of my biggest hangups with itch is that the navigation is not friendly for me to use. I've been yeah. getting a lot more on there here lately in 2022. I've been trying to pay more attention to what's on itch. Uh, I yeah. do wish that the navigation would be a little bit more a tabletop role playing game friendly in some way. I hope that something changes.
1: <laughs> yeah. Just the, just the search, you know, like, yes. uh, what was it? I was I uh, last week's or this week's interview today's was with Yochi Gal, who does Cairn mm-hmm. and uh, he's got a Karen jam on itch right now. And I went to itch and searched Cairn jam and all I got were recommendations for jam based video games.
0: <laughs> yeah, I and I'm not a video game player i yeah, never have no, been me i'm a book kid and 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 i think that kind of influenced me getting into tabletops too is because i spent a lot of time with these books preparing the game and stuff yeah. it drives my imagination i did see I, I did see that interview there that that was on there in fact i've been seeing uh some of the some of the posts you've been making pop up here and there uh I, I'm not trying to remember what it was, but I th- I've recently subscribed to my RSS feed to check them out because we do try to check out blogs occasionally. Mm-hmm. I, we were kind of thinking weekly, but I think there's not enough content to do it every week. So we were kind of every couple weeks or so, we're going to start doing more blog reviews because I think the direction we've been planning on going with the show, but that's kind of a side yeah. point, side note. Anyways, I'd like to know a little bit more about the hex crawls that you have here because you got the new one coming up and you have the older one. Uh, could you tell us a little bit what to expect in some of them? What kind of encounters, what kind of things, what kind of setting or like locations and stuff are there? Sure. So it all started, I started
1: writing these about three or three years ago where I was, it was, I was calling it the populated hex series. And, and I still do that. Um, and the original idea was that I was basically going to take a six mile hex and populate it with a variety of layers and encounters and features And the idea was that the original intention was to make it somewhat modular so that, you know, you've got like a forest hex. And if you're running a game and your players are going through a forest, you can grab the hex and there's, you know, because a six mile hex is 30, 32 square miles of area. So it's a it's a big area and there's a lot of stuff to be contained there. So I started off doing a single hex and then it was like, well, you know, this really ties into the area around it. So then I started writing what I'm calling clusters, which is a a central hex and the six hexes surrounding it. And so the Basilisk Hills was the first cluster that I completed. So it was the the central hex and then uh, six hexes around it. And that those were written in extreme detail with, you know, anywhere from three to six layers and three to six encounters or features, very dense stuff. So what the Basilisk Hills does, it takes those seven already written hexes and compiles them. And then I added almost 100 hexes around the area that were just sort of described in broad strokes. Mm -hmm. So each of those additional 100 hexes has either a layer, a feature, or occasionally nothing in it. So the idea is that it's just, just a big area with seven very detailed hexes and then the surrounding area. So, and, but it's also set up in a way so that referees can add detail to those broadly sketched out hexes so the lake of abominations is actually geographically close to the basilisk hills but it's the same thing where there's a central hex cluster and then there's a surrounding area that is broadly filled out i'd originally started out for it to be setting neutral but it, it sort of has evolved into sort of the game world that i run and now what i've sort of done is i've started producing what's called populated hexes monthly which is a much it's a zine. There's 10 new pages of content a month, and it's it's not done in clusters. So the idea is that they're spread out. It's also less detailed than the original populated Hexes series, so it's not as overwhelming. But basically, each issue has one or two things of interest, and then some additional rules for old-school essentials. Like in the last one that came out, it had a binder class, which I adapted from the third edition Tome of Magic. Because that the setting that I use is one where... It's very sort of like small god-oriented, sort of like where there's there's no huge pantheon. It's more just sort of small local deities that gain their power from worship. So you have these areas where, you know, there may be a, a tribal god who has, you know, no one's left to worship it. So it kind of just fades away and becomes a vestige, which in, I don't know if you're familiar with the binder class, but that was
0: i'm not in third edition i'm not i have so little third edition experience
1: (laughs) honestly i don't either it was which book was it in my uh my stepson my stepson was big in third edition and he had the tome of magic and i have i was flipping through it one day and i was like oh this is a really cool class (laughs) i never played it i just really like the idea of this character that sort of makes pacts with with dead gods and takes on some of their aspects
0: i did i did run a third edition game in 2000 like as soon as it dropped Mm -hmm. i was running it before the monster manuals out i had that creature collection that i was using because that came out first but i didn't run third edition again but i tried pathfinder out many years after pathfinder had been out but yeah, I, I say often i ran a lot of older games and other games through a lot of those times mm-hmm. now I, I am i'm interested to know about are you using what are you using system-wise for your home game right now are you are you currently running in this uh,
1: i'm using old school essentials it's um, nice pr- pretty much i started using uh osc before when it was still um
0: bx essentials i believe yes called. yes, yes.
1: BX, you know, I've been using Labyrinth Lord, but there's some stuff that I don't like about Labyrinth Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, I really prefer the sort of 14 level range of OSC, 20, you know, I like how the spell levels max out at was it six level for magic users and fifth levels for clerics. It's, it's just, it, it hits the sweet spots that Labyrinth Lord just didn't.
0: It's it's really nice. It's a great game. We played it for about, like last year, we played an Old School Essentials for about a year. Uh, and that's the one that mm-hmm. John had run. I, it is wonderful. I'm definitely going to run it at some point in time in the future. I, I'm thrilled with it. <laughs> yeah. a, there's a lot of good stuff in there, but that's why I, I said recently, like that BX Essentials, when when that was out print on demand, you could pick it up anywhere. Like I think it was Lulu, I think was where I kept on eyeballing it. And I was like, ah, I've got Swords of Wizardry, I've got so many clones, yeah. and I never picked it up. Now I'm kicking myself for not picking them up where they're still available, but because I would like to have those original books, but that's neither here nor there. That's just more yeah. of a, a collecting thing <laughs> in my mind.
1: Well, and the nice thing that I really like about OSC is you know, having come up gaming in the 80s, you know, BX and Beckme Me is you know, it's what I started playing with. You know, since OSC is so faithful, I mean, you can pretty much run it without thinking. Yeah. Oh, and here's the thing. The rules are really simple.
0: That Those later, adi- those additions, those boxes that came out, there was the BX and the... the, the was, so which one's the... I get it all confused. Metzer's, Metzer, wasn't that his name? Yeah, yes. Oh, these people perfected, like, a, yeah. that, the game. Like, they took what Gary Gygax did with, with, with the original d d and they kind of... Said, "Oh, I can do better," and they did a good job at perfecting it.
1: Yeah, the the Moldvay Marsh Cook, you know, the, the basic expert is it's it's great. It, I think it takes everything everything you need and distills it down into two little books. And uh, you know the the Me series, it's a, it's more involved. And there's I definitely hew closer to BX, although a lot of what I'm doing is I'm taking sort of the OSC. And I'm adding stuff back in. Like, you know, I, I think there's a lot of really cool stuff going on with fifth edition. Um, so I've, you know, I'm with the populated hex series, I'm adding in character options, you know, Excellent. that that draw much closer to, you know, sort of fifth edition.
0: I'm curious what character options you're adding. adding in, like how you're how you're approaching that, what sort of options? Oh,
1: uh, I call them knacks, but they're basically feats.
0: Knacks. I like that term.
1: I wanted something a little different, but it's, you know, just, you know, every, every couple of levels, depending on class, you can you know choose a different knack and you know I've, I've modified the classes a little bit so fighters do minimum damage based on their level so you know a fighter a high level fighter can use a dagger and do a lot more da- you know more damage and then just things to add sort of just a little bit of flavor minor spell casting abilities oh yeah stuff like that
0: that's cool that's cool we're coming up about on time i think we may have covered this but just in case as we're closing could you tell the listeners where they can find all your stuff on
1: So my website is thirdkingdomgames.com. Um, you can buy my stuff there Also, just I just wanted to mention that uh, On my website, I'm selling Offset print runs So sort of staple-bound versions of the zine But you can also find it on Drive RPG, RPG Under Third Kingdom Games And the Kickstarter is Lake of
0: Abominations I want to thank you so much for coming on You can find us on Facebook Search Wobblies and Wizards Find us on our blog Wobbliesandwizards.com And if you've enjoyed what you've heard here today This is the one I usually leave with <laughs> Leave us a positive. Positive review wherever you're listening. Those of you that have, thank you. I'm on Twitter at Logar Crom. We have a Patreon now. We can really use the support patreon.com backslash wobblies and wizards. And those of you that have supported us and are supporting us, I want to thank you so much. And as always, keep those dice rolling.